This episode of Sparrow Folk Adventures in Suburbia is proudly brought to you by your wardrobe wingbirds at birdsnest.com.au. Okay, Lark, we need to write a song about bird's nest, so I'll say something and you just freeform, okay? Okay, got it. Over 200 brands. They're the best in the Keep trying. Okay. Sizes 8 to 24. Can I just say, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And when can I return it? You wear it or you burn it. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's 365 day returns. Oh, but my line rhymes. But that's not really their business model. Their business model is more, you know, award winning customer service. Ah, oh, fine. Try that. With the best customer service Because ladies you deserve it That's more like yeah. it For sensational range, great service And easy return options Choose Bird's Nest Birdsnest.com.au On ukuleles. In a musical comedy adventure for ears only. Two lives. True lives. Where music and comedy intertwine. Who says women can't have it all? This is Sparrow Folk. Adventures in Suburbia. In our last chapter, Fox and Lark had a teeny weeny incident at a hotel. Oh my gosh, I'm naked! Yep, that sums it up nicely. So what will happen this time on the final episode of Sparrow Folk Adventures in Suburbia? In retrospect, the decision to burn their ukuleles had been hmm, impulsive, foolish and expensive. All their busking money and a good chunk of their next paychecks were going to the hotel to pay for new towels, a new bath and a repainted bathroom. Fox helped Lark lift Janie's pram over the step of the music shop. Their eyes were drawn to the polished wood of their favourite instrument. Are you sure we want new ukes? We can wait if money's a bit tight. Nah, in for a penny, in for a $450. Jeez. They're more expensive than they used to be. The birds pushed the pram towards the middle range of the ukulele rack. I know we don't need them, but it's so much fun when we play together. Well, I won't be able to afford it after my egg retrieval. I am not looking forward to that invoice. Ooh, I like this walnut one. And Auntie Fox promises not to set fire to this one, Janie. Magnus did offer to take her, but he's so good at getting her to take the bottle. I'm actually worried she'll start picking his nipples over mine. (laughs) Normally, nobody wants their nipples picked, but this was different. Shiny new ukuleles in hand, they strolled towards the fertility clinic, desperately hoping Fox would prove to be as eggy as an omelette. How's Magnus? Is he okay with 
You know, me getting arrested twice for public nudity and setting a hotel on fire. Well, yeah. He was a bit surprised, but on the whole, I think he realises it helped me get to a good... Lark's pace slowed as she realised people in the street were giving them furtive glances. A good... Some of them were snickering. (laughs) She started pushing Janie faster. Hey, hey, is everything all right? People are watching us. Fox looked around. (gasps) You're right. That guy at the traffic lights is definitely perving on us. He's not perving, he recognises us. Bloody hashtag Ava. No way, she only shared the video last night. Two twenty-somethings stepped out onto the footpath, causing Lark to stop suddenly. Oh, sorry. The twenty-somethings stepped back, but as Lark pushed the pram past... Oh my God, can we get a selfie? What? Oh, you're the ukulele mums from the video. Well, I'm not a mum yet. See, bloody Ava. So, can we get a selfie? No. Come on, Fox. Martin won't believe we met you guys. Yeah, you guys are crazy. Lark power walked away with the pram. Fox lingered, transfixed by the weirdness of the situation. Fox! Oh, sorry. Lovely to meet you. Fox and Lark raced into the medical centre. This is so humiliating. It's okay. No one will recognise us here, I'm sure. Hello, I'm Fox for Dr Lush, please. Oh, I know who you are. Take a seat, please. Um, thanks. Disconcerted, Fox hurried to join Lark on the seats. I think the receptionist recognised me. Well, you have been here before. But as Lark cast a glance over to the front desk, the receptionist smiled as she showed her phone to her colleague and discreetly nodded at them. Oh my God, we're a laughing stock. Maybe we should look. At hashtag Ava's Insta post. At least we'd know what awful things she said about us. How would that help? You're right. Yeah, we're not performing anymore. Thank goodness. Yep. We can leave all this behind us. Such a relief. Yes, good. Fox, (laughs) Dr Lush will see you now. Good, good. Lark, will you come with me? Lark looked around the waiting room. The other waiting patients immediately looked away. Yeesh, absolutely. Moments later, Fox was on the exam table. Legs akimbo, ovaries raring to go. (sighs) Lark sat at her shoulder, holding her hand. You have got this, babe. You have champion follicles. Hi, Dr Lush. Good morning. Feeling fecund? Oh, um, always. I see you've brought a friend. I I thought I might need some distraction while you... Fiddle away? Shall I put up a screen as well? Oh, that would be so good. Thank you. Right. Just ease your knees. Breathe nice and slowly and talk amongst yourselves. Okay, I have a list of things to distract you with. Okay. Firstly, I think we should name every egg you get. I'll start. Rebecca. <laughs> Ectoria Eggum. Eggheart. Oh, Shelly. Oh, too crackable. Ben Affleck. J-Yoke and Ben Affleck. <laughs> Fox is your doctor. I think she is. Uh, doctor? Sorry. Lubricating gel too cold? No, it's delightful. Uh, But what are you humming? It's a YouTube clip. 
making the rounds of all the OBGYNs at the moment. It's love the vagina you're in. Agnes' videos. My colleague sent it to me. Little pinch now, Fox. Let's face it, as an OBGYN, I was already a big fan of vaginas, but this song is just so much fun. Really? And empowering. Most of the women I see are down on their lady parts because they're on the fritz. I've actually sent the song to a few clients myself, just to cheer them up. People are actually looking at them. Are they any good? I don't know. I never thought anyone would look at them and I just forgot about them. Dr Lush popped her head up over the screen. Wait, have you heard of Sparrowfolk? Oh my goodness, you are Sparrowfolk. Fox gave an embarrassed grin to the begloved doctor between her legs. Always nice to meet a fan. I'd shake your hand, but I'd best get back to it. Dr Lush ducked back down behind the screen. Lark had her phone out and thrust it into Fox's face. Oh my god, babe, we have so many views. Isn't it all about hashtag Ava and the arrests? No, and look, Ava wasn't being awful. (gasps) What? And the eggs are out. I'll just give these bad boys a rinse and spin. It's not about the arrests at all. It's about performing the song with Janie there. Check out what Parenting 3.0 looks like. Hashtag creative parenting at its best. (gasps) Clever song by a clever mum. I hashtag stand with short people. Ava was being supportive and people liked it. Let's see what we've got. Yeah, so far looks like over 700,000 of them. More like seven. What? Eggs. You have seven eggs. Well done. Egghart and Rebecca have five siblings. Let me shake these up with some sperm and see what happens. See you in three days. I'll be here. And so will I. Fox, Lark and Janie hit the streets again. The world seemed happier, the sun warmer, the sky bluer. Fox, now fully dressed and lighter by seven eggs, floated along in a happy days next to Lark. Oh, excuse me, dearie. Lark moved the pram to let an older woman step past them on the pavement. Oh, you two. Congratulations. Fox was taken aback. Lark became a bit teary. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's all been a bit of a whirlwind, to be honest. Yeah, one minute where nobody's, then it's like overnight. Now, where would you like us to sign? Or oh, we could sing you a song. Oh, uh, I, I meant congratulations on the baby. Oh, right. Thanks. With nary a chance for Lark's embarrassment to subside, a bystander called out. Uh, I'll have a song. I've seen all your videos. I love you guys. Then a second bystander. Yeah, give us a song. Fox and Lark looked at each other and took a breath. Should we? No one's ever actually asked us to sing before. Are you sure? Grab your uke. Hey, bystanders. Thank you for making us feel good about ourselves. This one's for you. You're the sock in my shoe Dooby-doo, dooby-doo And you're the teeth in my chew Dooby-doo, dooby-doo And you're the sky 
skyscraper and my sky Bystander 1 and Bystander 2 were rapidly joined by Bystanders 3, 4, 5 and 6, then 7 through 15 and beyond. You're the salt in my tears, doobie-doo, doobie-doo. And you're the wax in my ears, doobie-doo, doobie-doo. And you're the question mark in my why moved amongst the crowd singing to their impromptu audience as much as to each other. our last ever live performance. I guess so. Mm. Yeah. Even, even though that felt pretty good. Yeah. But we should definitely never perform again. Definitely not. Yeah, we've gone out on a high. Definitely did. And we've made the right decision. Yes, we have. Like the grand decision makers we are. Such good decision makers. Oh, I think so. Me too. Definitely never performing again. Definitely. Or... Oh, I'm so glad you said that. They needed Neville, so the birds hurried to Sunshine Manor. They ran around the building, peering into each window. We could just go in the front. <sighs> Too much check-in palaver. Good morning, Sunshine Manors. How can I help you? You know. Neville sat at his desk with a cup of tea and Arlene, glumly reviewing the state of his life. They're they're two grown women, and I have to respect their choices as individuals and artists, Arlene, so it's back to the spreadsheets for me, even though I really thought they could have made it with me as their manager. Oh, pet. And which one were you fond of? Well, the funny thing is, it was for Fox my heart first flooded, but now, well, I just have the greatest respect and admiration for both of them. Smells like a cock and ball story to me, Nev. Oh, that's a very unsavoury way of talking about my feelings for... Lark! Well, sorry, Nev, but you should know which one you're talking... No, Arlene, they're at the window. Neville hurried to the window, where Fox, Lark and baby Janie stood with their faces pressed to the glass. He pulled up the window. Fox, Lark, what a... Pleasant surprise. Is that festival gig still available? But at the police station, you said all this was over. Oh, Neville, you know what we're like. Impulsive, poor communicators, easily distracted. Oh, you've really paid attention. But we realised we thought we had to perform for them to make us happy, but we need to perform for us to make them happy. We need to sing for us for them, not for them for us. Exactly. Hmm. Right. Three days later, Sparrowfolk had a great lunchtime spot on the opening day of the festival. They waited in the wings, ukuleles in hand. This time, 
Neville had Janie strapped to his chest. Neville, I thought you said National Folk Festival. Ah, sorry, no. It's the National Folk Festival, the nation's premier cutlery and serving utensils expo. And what you'll find with these forks is that the times are perfectly spaced between one another so as to clink together with perfect precision. Listen. And they contacted you? Yes, they liked your YouTubes too. I sent them all the links Magnus did. How did everyone know about our YouTubes except us? Between Magnus and Neville, we have some good men in our lives who really want us to succeed. Fox gave Neville a little wink. Neville blushed. This is just a tester, okay? We're not getting back into performing. We just want to know. So what are we trying? We're just going to be us. No pressure, just fun. Lark squeezed Fox's hand. Fox squeezed back. Just us. And please welcome to the stage, Sparrow Foe! Hey, I'm Fox. And I'm Lark. And we're Sparrow Folk. Uh, This song is called Menon. And uh, I'm going to speak in French. And Lark here is going to translate. I like to lie in the sun all day long. I like to stick my head out a window and let the wind catch my hair. Sniff your bum. Elle ne travaille pas toute la journée. And I don't cock my leg when I do a wee. Il est toute la vie. Ah, but I do like to lick myself. Et il vive libre. When, when I spill something on my top. Mais non, no, mais non, no, mais non, no. je ne suis pas chien. Not a dog. and Lark waved and smiled as they ran back into the wings, flushed with exhilaration. Oh, that was amazing. Ladies, girls, girls, ladies, women. (laughs) It was. They loved us. Does this mean 
You're saying yes to gigs again? Fox and Lark looked at each other, still catching their breath. Fox thought about all the times they'd written and jammed at the kitchen table, keeping rhythm and the peace by tapping with a foot on the latest baby's bouncinet. Lark thought about all the times Fox had sung silly songs to her pregnant belly, then her children, and the other special times they'd sneaked together where it was just the two of them. Oh no. I don't think so, Nev. I understand. Drink, anyone? Two hours later, the birds and Neville had been shouted many around by the appreciative crowd in the Fork and Hell bar at the festival. It was a cheap shout, though. As Lark was off the plonk due to Janie, Fox was off the plonk due to her impending pregnancy, and Neville always had his lemon-lime and bitters without the bitters, just in case. Out in the car park, Neville helped load the pram and ukes into the boot of Lark's car. Monkey nuts! It's Magnus. I was supposed to go home between the gig and the egg cracking. Embryo implantation, thank you. I'm sorry, Magnus. I lost track of the time. I need you home now. What's happened? Is everything okay? I don't know how to say this, but Elliot is stuck in the dryer and I can't get him out. Oh my God! Should I call the fire brigade or something? Oh, no, no. Just please hurry. Okay, I'm leaving now. Bye! There's a crisis with the kids. I have to go. Oh, my goodness. Of course. I could do the embryos myself. That's kind of the whole point of this, I guess. Oh, pogo sticks. I promised you. I promised Magnus. But now... Babe, family first. You do your family and I'll do mine. Okay, thanks. But how are you... I'll take Fox to the clinic. If that's okay, Fox. That would be wonderful. But Lark was already gone. I'm coming! Oh my god! Lark dashed into the laundry to find her husband holding the dryer up against the wall with both hands. It was hanging at a strange angle, partially detached from the wall. Inside the drum, Lark could see Elliot's dragon slippers, which she could only presume were attached to Elliot's feet and the rest of Elliot. (sighs) Hold on! I've got the dryer! Just get him out! Lark held Elliot close and checked for damage. Magnus, finally, tentatively, let go of the dryer and rolled his shoulders to get the feeling back into them. What happened? Elliot was looking for his blankie. Decided to be independent and climbed up somehow. Then he was too scared to come out. Then the brackets started to bend. I yelled for Michael, but he's watching something on the iPad with earphones and didn't hear me. So Siri called you. I thought you were almost home, Lark. Go and find Michael. I'm sorry I was late. This is all my fault. No, it's clearly Elliot's fault. You know what I mean. But Magnus, it's all over now. You don't have to worry anymore. What are you talking about? This gig today, it was great. We've never been more sparrow folk in our lives. The audience loved us. We loved performing for them. Oh, and they. that's great. It is. Because it proved to Fox and me that we're happiest just being ourselves. We don't need to do all this gig nonsense. We can just enjoy the music like we used to, just being friends. So we can just go back to normal, like it used to be. Magnus nodded wryly. What? What is it? My mother used to say you can't make a horse cross the same water he drinks twice. Huh? Well, we can't go back to normal. Things have changed. I've changed. Supporting you through all this has meant I... am tired and overworked? I know. That's why I've got this really great idea. No, Lark. It's meant I've realised I wasn't living my fullest life. You got to try your thing, and I'm so happy for you, however it's turned out. So I was hoping... 
Maybe I could try my thing. Startled, Lark looked at her beloved husband and saw the longing in his eyes. Of course, love. What's your thing? Well, it's a little bit embarrassing, but... It was at that moment the dryer finally fell off the wall, crushing Magnus. Magnus! At the fertility clinic, Fox was once more on the bed, a disposable hospital gown protecting her modesty. A hairnet and paper booties completed the look. Neville was stunned to find himself in the room where it happens, so to speak. Are you sure you want me here for this delicate moment? I can wait outside. Oh, Neville, you're like family. Dr Lush entered, holding a syringe aloft. Fox, Fox's friend. Neville. Neville Denthart is my name. Here is your embryo. Good-looking little so-and-so. Fox and Neville peered intently at the syringe, which appeared to be full of water. It's very... Invisible, isn't it? Yes, but I promise under the microscope it's extremely handsome for a tiny cluster of cells. Oh, I'm so sorry. Neville, can you switch that off? Neville reached for Fox's bag and rummaged around. Oh, it's Lark. I I should turn it off. Oh, but she knows I'm here. Sorry, Doctor. Fox took the phone. Lark, are you okay? Oh, my God. We're on our way. I'm sorry, we have to go, now. But, but, but Fox, your embryo. Stick it back in the freezer. That's not really how it works. Lark needs me and she needs me now. Back at Lark's, the paramedics were loading an unconscious Magnus into the ambulance. Lark hovered nervously at the rear as they strapped him down, Michael and Elliot clutching her legs. (laughs) It'll be okay, kids. They'll look after Daddy. Just then, Lark heard an unwelcome voice from over the fence. Yahoo! Everything okay, Lark? Lark ignored her. Okay, strapped in. Just doing final checks. Okay, kids, jump up. We're going with Daddy. (laughs) Sorry, madam. Maximum one person. You can follow in the car, though. I'm not leaving my husband! But then, Lark caught sight of Ava, now at the end of the driveway, looking genuinely concerned. She turned back to the paramedics. Just wait, okay? I'm coming with you. You've literally 25 seconds until we leave. Lark ran to Ava. Ava, do you really hashtag stand with short people? I really, really do. I need you to take the kids. (gasps) Done. Lark sprinted back to the ambulance. Kids, I have organic cacao vegan muffins with Greek yogurt. (laughs) Ava! I also have chips. Want some? (laughs) Lark strapped herself in next to Magnus. All right, let's roll. I'm here, Magnus. I'm here. At the hospital, Lark sat by an unconscious Magnus. Bandages covered his head and he was pale. Lark held his hand tightly and kissed it. Magnus, you hang in there, okay? No matter what happens, it's you and me. And... You need to wake up so you can tell me what your thing is. Like, is it alpine walking? Mastering Japanese cuisine? Making your own knives? Becoming a circus? Hello, I'm Dr Singh. I've got the scan results. In the waiting area, Fox and Neville sat nervously. Would you like me to get you anything? 
How about some pants? Fox was still wearing the gown, hairnet and booties. Oh, I think you pull off the paper-thin gown look very well. <laughs> oh. I didn't mean pull it off. Sorry, I spoke inappropriately. It's not that. (laughs) Neville put his arms around Fox and she sobbed into his shoulder. It will be okay, Fox. Thanks, Nev. It's Mum. This is the third time she's called. Should you... She'll just want me to pick her up from Mahjong and I don't want to explain anything to her. Will you hold my phone? I don't have pockets. Neville nodded solemnly. You know the worst bit? I keep thinking no matter how awful all this is for Lark and Magnus, she still has someone who loves her and... And I don't! Lark loves you too. <laughs> oh yeah! And when we're doing Sparrowfoe stuff, it's just us and it's, it's wonderful. And then she goes home and has Magnus and her kids, whereas I go home and... I've only got mum, and she's awful to me. At least your mum's a human. I go home to a small tree called Dolores. <laughs> At least Dolores produces oxygen instead of sucking it out of you. Oh, Ruth's not that bad. <laughs> I just get very lonely. Fox turned to Neville, whose face was full of raw understanding. I know exactly what you mean. The emergency utility closet hadn't seen such action since the 2015 hospital staff Christmas party. Oh, there's, there's something poking into my hip. Oh, it's a container of industrial bleach. I will move it. Better? Oh, so much better. Fox felt a flame. Never removed Fox's hairnet and ran his hands over her body. It awakened something deep inside as they smoothed all the lumps and the bumps of her stress away. Oh, that feels so good! She decided to run her hands over Neville's lumps and bumps, one of which was getting decidedly... Oh, sorry. Did you want me to stop? Definitely not. And as it turns out, this hospital gown is much more convenient than pants. Neville Dentata! Outside in the waiting room, Lark had come to find Fox and Neville, but they were nowhere to be seen. She grabbed a nearby nurse. Excuse me. Um, have you seen a couple waiting here? A woman with long, wavy chestnut hair and the look of the potentially impregnated? And a nervous man who may be sweating a little? I'm sorry, I haven't. Oh, thanks anyway. As the nurse left, Lark scanned the room once again. But this time noticed Neville's jacket draped over a chair. Weird. They can't be too far. She pulled out her phone and dialed Fox. What's your phone? My pants are under you. Leave it. The buzzing is interesting. Yes. Lark paced as the phone rang. 
come on, come on. Fox? Like a bloodhound on the trail, Lark listened for the ringing. She approached the door to the utility closet. Fox? Fox! Lark! Neville! Gown! Door! Right! Oh, I thought you might have stayed on the other side of the door. Fox and Neville quickly pulled what was left of the hospital gown around themselves as all three stood and jostled to fit in the closet. Magnus is going to be okay. Oh, Lark. Instinctively, Fox and Neville threw their arms around Lark, only to realise this meant they had let go of the gown which now puddled on the floor around them. Oh, dear. Instinctively, all three of them went to grab the gown and pull it back up. Oh, you okay there, ladies? Yes, I'll be fine. And so will Magnus. The scan said no permanent damage. We just need to wait till he wakes up. Oh, babe, that's amazing. Uh, you know what else is amazing? Look at you guys. Oh. It's, it's okay. I'm really happy for you. I'm happy for me too. Me too, Neville. Oh, Foxy! It was Ruth. She too stepped into the closet and shut it behind her. Mum... I try to be open-minded, but is this a threesome with Lark in a cupboard? No. No. Don't be silly, Ruth. It's just a twosome with Neville, and you and I got lucky. Oh, my God. Mum, what are you doing here? Being surplus to requirements, it seems. Mum! If you must know, when you failed to answer my calls, I got worried. So I looked for your location on my tracker app, and I saw that you were at the hospital. You have me on a tracker app? Because... I'm a good mother, and when I saw you were at the hospital, I got really worried, so I came here. To the utility closet? The app is surprisingly accurate, but the important thing is... You're okay. More than okay, it would seem. Thanks, Mum. Magnus! Oh, here you all are! Magnus, you're okay. Again, perhaps we should all stop coming into the closet. All my favourite people. Oh, so close to me. Hello, Ruth. Is that your head injury talking? What are we doing in here? Oh, and where are Fox's pants? Well, it's an interesting story. (laughs) That we should hear in the waiting room. Let's go. Ah, okay. Just, oh, no, oh, well, maybe oh, I should be that's, there. Oh, oh, that's my bag. Oh, 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 I'm just grabbing a word that's original. No, I guess that doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyone from me? Oh, no! But I don't... I'm not wearing any pants, guys. Lucky I'm wearing pants. If Lark bends towards Ruth and Fox pushes back over the janitor's sink... But I can't... I'm still... Got it. Hello, Neville Dentata speaking. Yes, well, I was their manager. Sparrow folk are taking an extended break. So, oh, really? My goodness. That does sound like an interesting gig and a very generous offer, but... But we said we definitely should not perform again twice now. Definitely. We've already gone out on a high. The gig pays well. We're grand decision makers. The grandest. Really well, actually. Could pay for some renovations. For the baby. That's true. Definitely never performing again. Definitely. But I do still need to pay for IVF. That's true. But you birds need to want to do it. Neville's right. And maybe a nice reno for my bathroom too. You wanted to scale down. Magnus wants to do his thing too. Oh, that's right, Lark. I really want to. And he can't if we keep performing. I know it sounds bizarre, but I've always thought about being... So it's settled. 
No more performing. Definitely not. Definitely. Oh, oh I'm so glad you said that. What's the gig, Nev? Well... for listening to Sparrowfolk Adventures in Suburbia. Goodness, whatever will happen now? If you'd like the answer to be another series, please, then help the ladies out with a red-hot rate and review on your podcast app of choice. <laughs> I've asked all my friend. well, I, I ran a workshop at Sunshine Manor so all my residents could do it, so it's the same thing. I just think if we all pulled together, this could be really something special. We can do it, everyone. Rate and review! Sparrowfolk Adventures in Suburbia was created by Cathy Crowley, Juliet Moody, Paul Bissett and Catherine Prosser based on characters created by Cathy and Juliet. All the roles were performed by Cathy and Juliet, who also wrote the music and lyrics. Paul and Catherine produced the podcast and wrote the scripts with additional material by Cathy and Juliet. Catherine directed and Paul did the audio design and engineering. Sparrowfolk Adventures in Suburbia is a Magenius production in association with Sparrowfolk and was produced on Ngunnawal land in Canberra, Australia. This podcast was supported by funding from the ACT government through Arts ACT. Stay in touch with us on Instagram at Fox and Lark or email us at thenest at sparrowfolk.com. Just remember, Sparrowfolk has a hyphen in the middle. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.